Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about Dune Analytics. What is it? What can it do for me? Fortunately, we have an expert in-house, Andrew, who will be able to explain a bit more of that. But first, Andrew, what are you seeing in the news? Sorry, I'm just adjusting this wizard hat that I have on over here, of course, because mm-hmm. it's not expert. See, I'm a Dune wizard. Sorry. Wizard. <laughs> Gotta use the lexicon. My mistake. Oh, anyway. All right. What are we seeing out there? So this is this is an interesting one. We've got another another board ape theft. You know, we've we talk about another crypto theft or scam all the time, but this one is uh, from Seth Green. Um it was with his board ape. I think there were a couple of mutant apes maybe as well in the wallet, but this, so someone hacked the wallet, they got these. So, but what's really interesting about this was that he had been developing a animated series using these apes. So he's been working on this uh, since July, you know, it's uh, considerable amount of time that has been put into this. And we've also seen the price rise a lot since July. So. He was uh, smart enough to buy them at a much lower price and has been working to put these into an animated series. He has produced many of them in the past. So, um, you know, I think it had a pretty good chance of, you know, seeing uh, seeing some production and get actually uh, getting out there. But now these have been taken and there's a question of whether he has the right, uh, the IP rights to continue producing the show. Um, at least one of the apes was that was stolen has been resold to another user or another, uh, sorry, it's a Twitter user that he's tr- trying to reach out to, to no avail at this point. Um, and it's, it seems unlikely that that buyer would have known that it was, uh, stolen, but you know, it does bring up some questions about what happens with the IP here. I mean, there's no question. You don't own the thing. You don't own the IP, and suddenly you built an asset. And some it, you know what it, it equates to, like domain squatting. You let your domain run out, but then you built this giant company, which relies on that domain name specifically because it's you know built into everything that you've done, and you're just sitting out there in the breeze. Honestly, you know the it, it's tough too because this is so far into the the public sphere of people being like, that's why NFTs aren't safe. And you're like, I gotta be honest, if you're building up that much asset around it, like you shouldn't have had it in a hot wallet. It could have been like, click, click, goodbye on it. You know, that's that's when you transfer to cold storage and you put it in a safe. If you're putting that much equity behind it, you know, it's, it's unfair maybe to expect that from the average user to be like, oh, look, you know, you got hacked, it's your fault. But if you're, if you're investing that amount, like, you know, that that's pretty serious. Um, that's pretty serious that in terms of you have to take your, your security. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the only, the only say reason I say there's some question about it is that if it's stolen and that person is oh, possessing yeah. them, they wouldn't necessarily own the IP, but 
if they've been resold and the person doesn't have, doesn't have knowledge, you know, I don't know. That's a, there's all sorts of questions about this, but I doubt that those will, that the production will happen with the same NFTs. So maybe they'll be replaced. I think it would be cool to see, you know, to see an animated series with these, you know, and start seeing how people can use, uh, use the IP that for, or that Yuga is trying to give to, to holders. Yeah. I, you know, my heart goes out to him. It's like, it's, it's tough. You're, you're, that's a hard, hard place to be. And it's clear that he's like trying to make a lot of noise to try to get some sort of public support back, but there's no support customer upline. There's a wallet with an address and a secret key. Oh, I and see for some reason funny that here. seems to attract all of, all of the people that just, uh, I don't know, see, see opportunity and will run a scam and try to do it without calling it a scam. We've got Martin Shkreli coming back out of jail, fresh out of prison. He's, he's already, he says he learned how to use MetaMask while in prison. Um, he's, you know, all over Twitter spaces talking about this now has called, uh, Vitalik Buterin as, as we're reading this headline, he's called him brilliant, but also full of shit. So, you know, he's, uh, wasting no time and stirring up headlines and I can't imagine that he doesn't see all sorts of opportunity in crypto and NFTs. I would be very wary of, of what he is touching, um, and stay far away if, uh, if you can help it. Are you suggesting that cult of personalities tend to lead toward disastrous outcomes, Andrew? Mm, we have seen a couple, couple instances name of that one. in crypto. Name one we... in the last, in the last two weeks, just name one. Okay. The, the, well, the dope one, are we counting it once or but has another one already happened? He may have already rugged everybody again. <laughs> you, you can't have repeat offenders. You can't, you can't triple stay double stamp. Cool. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I, it's joking aside, be very, be very wary of cult of personalities. Uh, in our recent episode, we were just talking about our suspicions of Adam Newman. I don't know. When, you know, you are more selling yourself and selling somebody on an idea rather than the actual execution of work, there's, uh, there's questions, there's questions that come up and it, it tends that you're, you're serving the ego rather than the true outcome of a community, uh, with, with potential leaders like this. It'll be interesting to watch from the sidelines though. On the plus side, he's very bullish heat. There we go. He thinks he's right. going to flip Bitcoin. So in this, I support you. Anything you want to do to help that train, let me know. All right. And one more, uh, one more thing of note here, super rare. The, uh, art platform has opened up a gallery in New York in Soho. Uh, I think it is a, it's, it's good to see these galleries opening up. I think it's a good way to start bringing, bringing the, the art aspect to this to life a bit more and letting people see this from not just looking at it on their, their phones or computers and, you know, do this in a social public setting it just makes also a ton of sense in cities like new york where there's not a lot of wall space and you can essentially have like i mean i've seen your rig and love it you got your art like on display rotating through you have one spot and you want to have pieces move through and uh, it makes a lot of sense actually and i could definitely see it as a, a, a trend that picks up and then uh, would help hopefully a longer tail of artists uh, and collectors get in and that, that practical IRL case of why the heck did you buy that JPEG? It's coming. You just, Great. 
<laughs> just got to wait, wait for ETH not to be under 2000, the market not to be bleeding every single week. I'm not going anywhere though. I'll say that. I'm, I'm pot committed. I'm full sunk cost fallacy on this thing. <laughs> All right. Affordable All right. projects, the plus side, right? The plus side of the markets going down is it is time to keep your eye on a shopping list. You know, it's finally not about FOMO. It's about uh, what you know and where you see long-term value. We played that game of looking back a year into Crypto Slam and saying like, oh, this, these are the projects that survived and didn't. And right now there's two projects that I'll, I'll continue. I, there's more than two, but I'm choosing two. And, and Andrew, you can have uh, two or, or more as many as you want as well. So one of the projects I'm going to keep keeping my eye on is Akutars. And this is the one that famously had that really sad sort of, I think it was like $30 million mistake on the mint, but they did launch and it is a, you know, uh, a series and put together that has, I think, a lot of upside, a strong, uh, a strong team and founder behind it. And with, uh, with Akutars, what I also like is that there's a sort of movie plans in the future. So it's not like, oh, and then there'll be a game. I'm like, I'm kind of done. I'm done with the game. Like, you're not going to create a game that's going to change your value. But I do believe in the raw truth of the more attention you can get in the future, uh, the the better the outcome will be. And this is a 15,000 unique 3D Akutars. And it's uh, one of the series that have been put out there. Help me with uh, the founder's name. I just blanked on it. But the floor price is 0.65. Yeah, Mikey Johnson. Thank you. Former baseball. Dropped from that. Moved into artists. And that guy's just plain old low to me. Hear him. And right now, you know, the price at 0.65, I'll say my um, my reservation price on this, I'll, I'm a definite buy if this kind of kicks down to 0.5. But, you know, it was as high as, you know, uh, you know, 2.7 from what I see here. But there's a lot of things losing speed. And some of them, I think, are going to weather the storm. And I, I think this in particular, uh, for the depth of work, amount of motivation, and what I like in the roadmap, uh, have, has my eye. What do you have on your list of shopping? Well, I like that pick there. I have been watching that one as well, actually. I have definitely noticed. What's your reservation price? Point. Where are you where are you pulling? I'm gonna do one uh, point oh one ahead of you. I was gonna say I'm, I'm I was gonna go prices right on you. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. I'm just gonna be watching your thread. Um so yeah, let's see. I've got a couple on my list. One is Fuel World, which we've talked about in the past. I that seems like one that's not getting much attention, but it's one that I, I think is still worth looking at and looking I I I'm, I think I'm pretty close to uh to picking up another one there. Um I think it's a it's a it's a good longer term hold and people are overlooking some of the uh the rarity aspects there and um, I noticed that uh, he posted a few times, a few oceans, Fuocious, uh posted a few times from VCon recently, um, doing some paint, uh, paint parties there. And I think it's just going to be something that, um, I don't know, people pick up on it and just gains more, uh, just, just more fans over time. So I'm still looking at that one. There's some good prices. I'm look, you know, I think it come, it's around a little under 0.35 right now. And I think, you know, you might be able to get that a little bit lower. Um, it's your patient there. Yeah, quick take on that. I have uh, full disclosure. I have two of them. I did pick it up. I did like that. It was on my list. Uh, try to get and wait, wait on it. Uh, a pink count of two, not a pink count of one. I was looking at doodles and I have a two doodle. 
but the paint count actually is a big differentiator. And every now and then someone just makes a mistake in listing it and they kind of go for pretty low. So take so a look those, in there. Yeah. Those took two mints essentially, um, on Nifty when you uh, first minted those, you had to, you got, if you minted two, it morphed into a two paint, um, NFT. So there may be, you know, maybe people tired of waiting or that maybe just didn't understand what they uh, were buying initially and thought they were going to get to. So that's good to a uh, good note to look for. Yeah. Also, uh, another quick hack on that is, is check the nifty site so far. It hasn't proven true. The lower prices I've been continually on OpenSea, but check nifty. Cause there's a lot of confused buyers, especially if there's a sudden shift and the price of ETH begins to go up, uh, that'll actually flip the odds right now with ETH dropping, right? Because Nifty Gateway is a fiat first listing and OpenSea is a ETH first listing, which means when those prices fluctuate, weird, weird things happen. All right. What else do you have on, on your list, George? Oh, I'm just checking to see if any recent two painters went for something low. Oh yeah, boy. Two, two painter, two painter went for 0.5. I can't turn it off. Two painter went for 0.59. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So right. I've got, or sorry, you've got uh, this next one on here that we've talked about another few times as well. Huh? Yeah, I, I feel like I have to say it because it comes up. <laughs> I, won't, I won't let a good Mooncat die. Okay. Mooncats, OG, Ponderware created them. They've been around uh, for quite some time and, you know, they continue to iterate. Ponderware, there was a recent pump of this when I probably, I mean, I floated it out there to try to flip it. Uh, but it's back down to the 0.3 ETH. And here's what I think in terms of this play, uh, this team is going to continue to to push on it. And even if they don't, it seems like it's, you know, a project, pun intended, has nine lives, where there's, a, I believe, a future where a lot of this money coming in, they say, hey, instead of creating a new project, let's pick up one with history and revive it. And Potterware has already put it out into the universe that they're uh, willing to sell it for the right price, which could drive a lot of, attention and upside again, even just the conversation did. So, uh, no one's paying attention to this right now. It's hovering at 0.3. If it drops below that, that's my reservation to, to begin picking up if it's in the mid twenties. Right. Yeah. I've got some moon cats. Um, you are long, you know, no more moon cats for you. <laughs> no, I don't need more moon cats right now. I've got some older ones. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see some, uh, some more interest pick up there, but yeah, they, you know, that's one that a lot of people still talk about and a lot of people hold, just don't pay much attention to. So what's the hot take, you know, what's it, the hot take on, on what the shop for in, in terms of moon cats since you know that thing inside and out? Um, well, we've got, so the, the rare ones are considered the ones from 2017, um, especially, but 2018. So most of the four ones are going to be, are they're all going to be at the 2021s. You may want to look for pures. Um, there's a number of different shades to these, but pures tend to hold uh, more value across all of the colors. Um, otherwise, I'd look so for- So that's the coat uh, color? So like red pure or- Yeah, blah, 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 so orange pure. tabby, I guess would be the- Orange tabby is generally the uh, most expensive of any of the floor pieces. Um, things that look like characters, things that look like Garfield or- um, other famous cats tend to hold extra value. Um, you can also look for things that have twins. Um, there are, you know, there are collectors that are looking for the twins. So if you can get even one half of that, you know, you can sometimes end up finding that those have more value. 
Um, yeah, but you know, I'd also look at, look at the face a bit. Um, there's some that don't have the clearest faces that, and those don't tend to, you know, so don't tend to send, sell real fast. Um, it's just based on how the coloring is, you know, the different spots or stripes within the face, but a clear face is generally, uh, preferred when people are buying those. So that's some of the, some of the traits that I know about these, I know more, more, but you know, you feel free to hop in the discord and ask me if you are uh, shopping Get in that discord. Cats. Get him talking about moon cats. He won't stop. <laughs> All right. I've got one other, and so this, this is one, this is a newer project, but it was one that I was going to even mention as an affordable project and the price has been bouncing around a bit. Um, it's now up to, it's about up to two point, I'm sorry, 0.24 right now. Uh, when I was first going to mention it, it was at like 0.18 or so I have, um, I have one of these, or sorry, I have two of these, not, it's actually in my, my alt wallet. So wouldn't have noticed this, uh, but I, I staked one NFTX, um, where they were offering a, you know, good, uh, staking percentage for putting it there, uh, was able to pick it up at a good price. And like I said, it's moved quickly here. So I'm not recommending necessarily, um, jumping into it right away. I am going to add a link here so people can can look at it. Um, uh, sorry. And so this is a collection of a thousand pieces. It is, I believe that is, hold on. Let me, let me check that one. Um, it's by the artist pops. So there it's, it's, it's very realistic looking faces. Um, that it's just called regulars. It's kind of 3d ish faces. Yeah. The floor is at point just, just under 0.24 as we speak. So I think it may come down again. So it's one that I'm kind of waiting to, to come down. I have noticed that there's a lot of people kind of picking up, um, some of the rarer traits, uh, at higher prices also, you know, relatively quickly. So, you know, you may, you know, it's worth watching because people list, um, you know, certainly don't realize what they're listing at times. Um, I don't know it incredibly well. I've looked at, uh, things like the type, um, and then just various, uh, characteristics like the glasses or, um, hair color to try to, to understand, you know, some of the rarities here, but you know, it's just, there's definitely some visual, um, aspect to this. Um, when you're looking at these, I don't know much about the future plans. I don't know a ton about it. So, you know, don't have a, a, the whole in-depth part, but I, you know, got, got the one and starting to look a little bit more at these. Um, and yeah, like I said, that price is run up a bit. Does it, you know, Makes me, makes me want to jump in and realize that I shouldn't do that because I should wait for that, for that floor to fill back in. And, you know, I think we will see that a bit here. So it's one that I'm watching and looking for a good entry price for, for more, you know, as I said, I did, do, did get one. Yeah. This, uh, looks like it launched in 2021, 11, 21. So in November of 2021, and then sort of like, I mean, it drifted at 0.03 for quite some time. So that's like. Those are the times to find these projects. And that's what we're trying to do with some of the shopping here. I see it's like beginning to taper off from that, that recent peak where it, and it got to 0.5 as a, as a floor for ETH. And it seems to be calming a little, but it's hard, hard to tell from the peak trough here. Interesting. And so I'm, I just added my watch list, but I got a lot of stuff here. I think, um, I'm really hopeful that I can pick up an Aquatar at a, an affordable thing. I have to sell a thing to get that though. I'm 
really trying to be judicious about how much more money I'm pumping in cold. All right. Our theme. Um, yeah, let's talk doing analytics. What are we talking about? Yeah, so Dune Analytics, uh, I use this tool every day. It's a lot of, I, I use this for a lot of work, but I also use it to, you know, just to start analyzing things that I need more information on. This lets you look into anything on the blockchain, any transactions that are happening on the Ethereum network, on Polygon, on Optimism. Uh, I think they have, you yeah, know, the logic, maybe a couple others as well, um, but you can use basic SQL queries to start looking up information on this and then present it to, you know, be able to visualize this in a, you know, very, uh, you know, very easy, um, graphs, charts, tables, um, make something of this blockchain data. You know, it sounds, I don't know. I think in some ways it sounds more complicated than it is. Um, if you, SQL is a relatively, um, relatively approachable programming language that a lot of people use for, for maintaining databases. It's been around for, I don't know, 30 years or so. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of documentation on it and it's relatively approachable to, to get going on this platform with, with not, without a ton of knowledge of the coding language. So I think that's, that's really powerful because otherwise you're looking at, you know, trying to read blockchain data in a completely different way. It's, it's much more complicated. This makes it relatively easy to see, uh, what aspects are making up, um, each transaction, uh, from there you can, I mean, you can take it to any number of, uh, any number of degrees of how much you want to look into it, what you want to cross the, the data with, you know, look at various wallets, specific activity. Um, you know, it's, it's really endless how much you can, uh, start looking or continue looking into uh, transactions once you get going. What's really great here is also if you have a project and you're kind of wondering about it, it gives you another place to drop it in. You can do a search and see if anybody's built a custom dashboard for it. I know you've uh, built for various communities that have literally hired you to build out these custom dashboards. And then those dashboards are public. Most of the stuff on Dune seems to be just open in the air because that's how they essentially have built it unless you're paying for like a premium membership to, to make it private. So there's a lot of quality stuff out there. And if you're looking to get into it, you can always, I feel like you can, am I right? Copy these things as a template and then modify them and kind of learn from what the queries that are already in place are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can fork any of these, you know, that used the term fork. Doesn't that fork. sound so much better than like copying someone's work, you know, or just Forking that work, you know, forking these dashboards. And I, that is really one of the cool stealing. things. If you see that, you know, if you see that there's a great dashboard for meat bits or whatever, and you just want to do that same exact dashboard for, um, you know, for Acutar, um, you can go just get the contract address. You swap out the contract address and you're looking at the exact same information just for a different contract. That's um, you know, one of the things that I've done with my dashboards is try to make it so you can put any contract address right in there so you can make these um you can customize them to whatever the project is that you're using but that can go for that goes for anything on the platform and i mean there's some really impressive dashboards both for nfts and for uh, i mean just crypto work in general i mean any any crypto project it seems has a dashboard in there um i know that there's uh, looked at some some uh search query data and they definitely get people looking for, you know, for, um, 
moon you know, moon cats dune on you know there are people searching for that kind of thing on google um there are people looking for dune specific dashboards when they go into google which i think is uh it's interesting that you know it has that sort of name recognition already um it has been around for a while it's a relic you know relatively uh, old team in the crypto space they launched i think back in 2018 but I think they were a team of under 10 until this year. So it's been, um, been around, but they had been able to build, build, uh, a platform that, um, I don't know that, that, that can deal with all sorts of different parts of crypto. We've seen, you know, DeFi be extremely popular. We've seen obviously NFTs rise in popularity and it's been able to be used for, you know, for all of these different use cases, which I think, you know, says a lot about both the platform and the nature that we're all working on the same Ethereum blockchain, you know, granted I said other, other layers as well are, but it's pretty cool that this data, it's all there. We're working on the same thing and it's no matter what the transaction is, we're using the same chain. I'd say the good parallel here is kind of like Google Analytics and Data Studio in some ways, if you're in the marketing world. And to that end, I think there's a huge upside. If you're trying to get a job in crypto, you're really trying to like actually refine a skill, like no offense to our super abilities here to pick out affordable projects and run a podcast for a tangible freaking skill. Like you have this course, we have linked to it directly in this episode. Start there, start somewhere, but like this is sort of raw skill that doesn't have to do with coding because frankly, like, look, we're not all going to suddenly like switch our day jobs and become like, you know, chain, chain, on-chain coders like that, you know, that's a different path, but certainly I think there's a lot more intelligence that could be built into a lot of projects, uh, a lot of creators that do this, but there's a whole, whole world and like, you're, you know, one of the top creators on this platform and like, you know, not gonna, not gonna give too much away, but you, you taught yourself this, like you went from zero to like, let's figure this out. You knew a bit about code in the past, but you've, uh, you know, you've been able to march up the way here. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. That is a, it's a very, I mean, it's a relatively easy way to get involved and start working a bit in the space. Um, as I didn't learn this a lot on my own, I knew a lot about SQL already. So that definitely helped. And it worked a lot with platforms like Google analytics. If you've used any of these things, then, you know, it's, there's a way into learning this platform. Um, one of the, I mean, and I, like I said, one of the cool things is that you can just build on top of what other people have done. But one of the things that I've really liked is that there's a ton of bounty opportunities and these are paid opportunities to, to do work. Um, in some cases it's, it's just paid to one person. In other cases, it may pay, be paid out to all the participants, um, actually serve on a committee of, with the Uniswap grants, um, program. And this is a part of Uniswap. They've gotten a grant to, uh, to Uniswap community grants. Like I forget the name exactly of it. Um, but the idea is that we're helping to, um, provide, uh, bounty or we're creating bounties to get people involved in the, um, the Uniswaps community, um, by looking at these analytics in different ways. And usually that's, usually we have one that is very low end, relatively easy, meant for beginners to get in and everybody that enters that gets some kind of bounty as long as they, um, actually complete the, the task. And then we've got a higher end one that's more competitive, but there's a much bigger, I think it's a thousand um, dollar bounty on that one where I think it's, you know, I think it's maybe a hundred dollars on the, the entry one. So that's still a relatively, uh, nice amount to be able to get to do, but, um, 
the other part is once you start doing these and can build something, there's, there's a ton of, uh, there's a ton of people, there's a ton of demand out there, a ton of people looking for more work in this. And I think that's just going to grow because, uh, it most, most of these web three businesses aren't even paying attention to these analytics quite yet. It's, you know, there's not enough people working in the industry. And as we've said, there's more and more money to be, you know, being invested in the space. The other cool thing that I like about Dune is that you can embed it natively into a website. They're really just sort of unpretentious about like, oh yeah, sure. Take it, run with it, go do it. And, you know, on 3A NFT, you'll find a lot of those dashboards embedded on, you know, random in your site. You're going to find a lot of those dashboards as well embedded. So you, know, you could spin up a, a full fledged, you know, analytics tool with uh, information about how to particularly use it pretty darn quickly. So here's, here's some homework. During the downtime when, you know, we are maybe not buying and flipping as fast as we'd like, you could still sort of spend some of that cycle time. Right? I feel like it's that night, that nighttime away from your day job, uh, picking up the skill. I, I think it's, there's a lot of upside here and this would be the platform that I think is going, you know, we're going to make it like that's the platform that's going to make it because of the way that they're built in a, in a sustainable way with some real smart tech involved. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just being, uh, so they're building a lot more to make it even more extensible. Adding APIs. just, I mean, I think it's great that they make it open, make it a bit of, you know, the source for, for web three data. And I think that. Actually question. I know ETH. Yes. Polygon. Yes. What about other layer ones? Do you have like, are they like launching them? Like what can I, what can I build on here actually? Yeah. I'm, I was actually going to look what they actually have right now. So they do have. I know that they are working on cross-chain analytics. So right now they've got Ethereum, Gnosis, Polygon, Optimism, Binance, and then they are working on actually having cross-chain analytics. So right now you'd have to run it, run these queries separately, uh, but we'll be able to start running these together so that you can much, it'll be much easier to see where, uh, you know, how, how Ethereum, how different transactions, how things are, tokens are flowing across, um, various, tra uh, various, uh, layers, you know, cause right now we've got this thing where you're basically parking your Ethereum somewhere and then you're going and transacting on another layer. And it sort of, it's sort of like putting a wall in the middle of this, uh, of this visual of transactions. So you've got to look on the one side of what's happening on Ethereum, then you park your Ethereum there, and then you're looking on the other side. So this will allow it to. Well, at least to, to just, I don't know, provide a more transparent view of what people are actually doing when they go to, from Ethereum to Polygon or Optimism or, you know, any of these other layers. And I think there probably will be more coming as 